Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody, Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. We are back with our final episode talking about creating a consent culture in your organization. We uh, definitely want to hear from Erica Scott, who is an expert in this advice, uh, in this area. Give us some advice for our listeners who, again, are mostly wearing the HR hat amongst many other hats. You know, where can they start today? Mm -hmm to get their company in 2024, by the end of 2024, really into the safe consent space? Right. Um, I mean, there's so many things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, I think my workshop will be great. Um, I think if you're going to uh, educate yourself on one thing, learn about the freeze response. A lot of people don't understand about the freeze response, and it leads to a lot of victim blaming and shaming. And it also leads to people blaming and shaming themselves. Um, for Can a long you explain time. what that is? Yeah. So I think most of us have heard of fight and flight. Yep. But there's actually fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. And when, um, and, uh, freeze is actually one of the most common reactions, especially for sexual harassment and assault. Okay. Um, but it can also be if someone, uh, it's also the most common, uh, autonomic response of children because usually they don't have the option of running away or fighting back and and it's not a conscious choice the brainstem decides this is my best chance for survival in this situation and you freeze and in that moment your brain shifts uh your amygdala takes over your frontal cortex shuts down your memories might get jumbled your circulation changes it's very intense and you really you might be able to say a few words you might be able to you know move a little bit, but you're not going to be able to do and say what you want or need to do. But people don't understand what's happening. So they think, oh, uh, like they might even say I froze, but they don't understand. They really, really froze. It's an right. They don't understand that it was their brain that made that happen. It wasn't a conscious decision, Mm -hmm. you know, unless they've already had some therapy and learned how to get through that. Right. Well, but there is no. Yeah. I mean, you can have therapy, but you can't control what autonomic response your body's going to have. And I've had people say that to me before. Why don't you just teach them not to have a freeze response? It doesn't (laughs) work. Your body decides it wasn't your choice. Um, And it's so important for people to to understand this because we have a myth that if someone doesn't like something, they're going to yell and they're going to fight and they're going to say no. But the reality is most of the time people will just go quiet and motionless they're having a freeze response. And if if they don't understand what's happening, like I know for myself when I didn't, I thought, oh, I guess I'm a wimp. Oh, I guess I let that happen, right? And uh, so victims will think that about themselves and other people will think, well, they didn't yell. They didn't say no. They didn't, yeah. they could have just walked away. They didn't walk away, right? And so um, if we could all understand more about the freeze response and that actually sometimes it's really impossible for people to say no, then we could have... Uh, less uh, victim blaming. We could have hopefully maybe less of these things happening because people would understand like this. I really do have to have an enthusiastic. Yes. Um, And also too, that um, 
Oh, sorry. I flew out of my mind. <laughs> that's okay. That's, no, right. that's okay. I've got something to back up exactly what you were talking about just now. Uh, okay. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, according to the NIH, the National Institute of Health in the United States, freezing is a passive defensive response to a very stressful event. And that's personal interpretation is characterized by literal physical reduced body motion and, and believe it or not, a reduced heart rate. Perceptions of immobility in the context of freezing were reported in 13% of people who were surveyed, compared to 20% reporting a significant desire to flee. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, this has been great, great information. I mean, I'm going through my brain right now going, oh, yeah, this has happened to me where people froze in front of me or that I have been the one that froze, too. Uh, I did it not too long ago at a speaking engagement. It had it had didn't really have anything to do with consent, but it had something to do with a hot flash. <laughs> and I just stopped talking, and I was like, "Oh, this is so embarrassing." I explained it to them later, but I didn't know what the heck was going on. And so, to me, that's kind of like your body just takes things over, and you have to learn to deal with it. We as humans need to learn how to accept other people's feelings including, you know, the, the freeze uh, emotion or a response, I should say. Uh, with that said, what are your final words of advice for workplace professionals on creating a consent culture? So if you, somebody said, I want to start this January, we'll say January 2nd to be realistic, January 2nd, what's the first thing they should do? Have compassion for yourself and others. None of us learned this stuff growing up. We actually learn stuff that we need to unlearn. We have new skills to learn and it feels uncomfortable at first, but it can, but it gets more comfortable quickly. And um, understanding that most of us or many of us have a hard time saying no, a hard time hearing no, a hard time asking for what we want then we can understand, well, this is why interactions are difficult because you need to, everyone needs to be able to do those things to have a good interaction that's mutually agreeable for everyone involved. So have compassion, try thanking people when they say no to you and see how it goes. And it, and that will get easier as well. And I think you'll be surprised at how just that small action will change the culture of your personal surroundings. That's awesome. I really like that. And I'm going to start trying my best to do that as well. Thanking people for letting me know that they can or can't do something or that a deadline's change. Uh, also, you know, going out of my way to if I am giving uh, work to somebody else that is, you know, on my team or that even is a, a vendor that I specifically ask them, I would like it by this deadline. Is that possible? And then they say, no. Okay, what deadline works for you and, and what resources do you need? So this has been very, very helpful. For those people that are listening and you want to potentially get more information, uh, the book that she has mentioned, Creating Consent Culture, or get a training or train the trainer, go to creatingconsentculture.com. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Wendy. And JC. Take care, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.